You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to this segment of Soul and Luna Full Moon Meditation and Soul Vibes Dharma Talk and an opportunity to receive in silence and in sound. Uh, I want to thank you for joining Be Simply and today we're going to dive a little deeper into our eternal being and uh, the past three segments the empower you and then the last dharma talk uh, we're focusing on the wetico uh, the narcissistic behaviors that have plagued the human mind and in some cases uh, that's a varying scale for people and then other cases uh, that results in a clinical diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder. And for many of you that have been impacted by this or are unaware that you've been impacted, uh, it can be a process to unravel yourself from the web that you found yourself invited into. And right now on planet Earth, we are all interacting with this energy. And so to go from those segments, which I'll put the links below, into eternal being is to encourage us all to move beyond the present moment and kind of uh, step back and observe from eagle's eye to see the greater picture and invite you all to connect to your eternal being. Right now, humanity has been through quite a bit over the past two years. Uh, I don't know if it's the largest mental disturbance, soul disturbance, that's ever been placed upon a species on this planet or in the universe. Yet, I think each and every one of you can attest that you've been impacted. And so what I said at the beginning of this experience that we were put under, uh, one, that this is something we all co-created. And then number two, that it would be best, I tried really hard in the beginning, for everyone to power down, meaning unplug from the televisions, the social media. Yet, uh, that has become an information gathering gateway. So it's a a blessing and a curse all in the same breath. Uh, One that needs to be utilized mindfully and then put away in the drawer. And ironically enough, it's those devices that have really ramped up the Wetico 
the narcissism because people like to see themselves on camera. And the Native American tribes would, and still do, where they're holding traditional values to remind everyone not to be photographed, that you are stealing someone's soul when you're being photographed. And let that sit in, especially for those that maybe are more aware in this moment than others. And even if you are not, that's okay. Let that set in. Native elders, communities, to this day, do not want aspects of their community and themselves to be photographed because they call it stealing. And right now, in this moment, you have uh, big tech stealing from you daily and profiting off you daily and building a holographic profile of you. And many of you may not really understand the dangers of what that means. Yet it's something maybe we all need to contemplate a little bit deeper in the near future or the most immediate now. So when we get in flight and we connect to the eagle and we soar above, we start to see things a little differently. Like when we remove ourselves from a situation where we are emotionally charged and step back, we start to see it a little differently. And, you know, in spiritual practice, you know, there's a plight to find that center and stay there because uh, life is definitely easier there. Yet we are designed with emotions and the karmic weaving of what we've all co-created creates these triggers, creates emotional response because that gives us the opportunity to respond in each moment in a way that can weave for the betterment of our eternal being. So in this moment, sometimes it might look peaceful, sometimes it might look uh, aggravated uh, because these are built-in mechanisms that create change, create action. And if one can step back even further, one can start to see how those things are intertwined by one person's action and the other person responds or reacts. And so the story goes, sometimes we continue to run around in a circle and keep repeating the same behaviors or we choose to shift and show up differently. So when we look to the eternal being in this moment, there's an opportunity for each and every one of you to connect deeper to where your soul is at, where you have been and where you're going and what you want to cultivate. And so, you know, it's like a recipe. Uh, if we're making something and we want to bring out a certain flavor, we may add a little salt. We add too much, the recipe will be ruined. And, um, it's like telling a joke, you tell it once, you get a bunch of laughs, you keep telling it, the, the impact will dwindle. 
Maybe not for yourself, but for the people that keep hearing the same joke. So if you're interested to start really uh, nourishing your eternal being on a daily basis, really to sit and ask yourself, how am I, how is my soul doing? When we look at the soul body, uh, you know, we come here into a physical form and are connecting to this aspect of ourself based on the circumstances that we contributed in creating. So no matter what adversities you faced in this lifetime, no matter what adversities you face on a day-to-day basis, you have helped co-create those moments. Sometimes it's painful, sometimes it's joyous. Yet we're gathering and creating and feeding those moments uh, with the potential to have to pay back or to continue to deposit into our cosmic bank account, meaning deposit energy that's building, not degrading. And so in times like this, the reason I bring this up in this moment is it's not easy to always um, find that sweet spot because we're being misled. We're trying to be helpful to one another in our own way. Sometimes it's from an opposing point of view. Yet, we haven't taken the time to really zoom way, way out and look at the big picture. And when we do look at that picture, we can start to see the domino effect of what's brought us to here. And then the biggest question is, what are you going to do about it? What footprint are you going to leave as you step forward? Are you going to continue to grasp and demand and avoid and look the other way? Are you going to take a pause and think about A, your eternal being, how your eternal being can serve your well-being and others? Are you going to take a step back and be able to take the time and do the due diligence to really examine objectively what is? And some of you might say that's not so easy these days, and I would agree, yet we all have common sense. Even if you can't access the information to validate what your common sense is telling you, that says a lot. It also says a lot when your being is speaking to you, not out of delusion, but out of, hmm. And so when we get more in touch with our eternal being, we realize all these things that we grasp at day in and day out, all the programs that we've been fed, all the psyops are nothing more than a distraction. And if we realize that in this most present moment, we are here not only to be present, not only to be mindful, those are one little baby step in the big picture. We are here to pave the way 
for our future ancestors, our future selves. It's kind of like being given a two by four, some nails and a hammer. You get to build what you will live in in the future. And by not recognizing that, being misled from that, we move through society with our eyes shut, our ears shut, our head in the sand, because we don't want to worry about it. We don't want to speak up. We don't want to be ostracized from society. The very society that we co-created because the, our former aspects of selves didn't want to raise our voice, didn't want to stand up for the benefit of all. So the simple steps are to first get really clear, get clear on what it means to have freedom not perceptual freedom, but freedom. If you've had the opportunity to travel around this globe, you probably have seen different aspects of it. If you've had family members that have served abroad, they can tell you a few things about freedom and the manipulation of sometimes the overreach in the plight of protecting freedom. And once you get clear on that word, then I encourage each and every one of you to dive deep into your soul and really get clear on what's part of your inner code of ethics, your values, and where your soul is being called to serve. And how that service can feed not only the present moment, but future moments. And so if, for example, you've been called in this lifetime to be a doctor, yet you're blindly going along with your administration's orders and you know in your heart and your soul that you're harming your patients. You're violating the codes that you took, the oaths that you took when you signed up to help others through medicine. It's important that if you truly, truly want to help be a conduit to a better society, that you get clear on what you're weaving. There's no leaving it up to someone else. There's no leaving it up to future generations. There never was. 
And so here we are. And it is overwhelming at times. Uh, and at times it might feel like for those that are aware in a certain way that you're walking around in the twilight zone. So once you get clear on what freedom means to you, and once you get clear on where your soul stands, what your soul wants to contribute to this moment and future moments, you work from there. And then that's how you can respond in every moment. It's not necessarily easy. It's not going to be effortless at times. Because our physical dwelling, our mundane being, the human aspect with the ego is still attached. So you have to afford yourself a little bit of grace that this will feel a little bit like a tug of war internally and externally. And then it will feel like a tug of war externally with the world around you. Uh, and over the past few days, and especially this morning, I've been sitting with some tender spots within myself. And uh, the call and response that we're all in with one another. And the word that has come to me, and I'll sit with it further over the next few days, especially as we enter into a new season, is kindness, kindness to yourself. How can we be kinder to one another? And how can we be kinder to our eternal being? That nourishment we receive through authentic kindness is something quite profound. And it has ripples. And sometimes uh, being kind does not mean just being uh, blowing pixie dust around. Uh, Sometimes kindness means uh, putting yourself in a safe place so you can rebalance and heal. Sometimes kindness looks like saying no. So remember, the reason we're in this position right now is because we didn't say no. We were falsely kind. We went ahead and blindly followed because we didn't want to make a fuss. So if you look into that word kindness and how can you stand up for your soul's knowing, uh, all beings' well-being, how do you express that kindness? How do you nourish the other aspects of your eternal being so that you can pick up that two-by-four and those nails and that hammer and build build your future, not just in this life, but in others.
Many have been waiting for an external being, whether it's a human being or a godly being, to step in and intervene. Yet the divinity runs through each and every one of you. You are an expression of that divine that runs through nature, that runs through the universe. And if you choose not to feed and nourish your soul, what arrives is that wetico I was speaking about. What arises is the grasping. What arises is the, the darkness. And soon, it consumes one. And no matter what the facade looks like, no matter what someone's pretending to be, that darkness is still there. And then that recipe I mentioned becomes too salty. And eventually... It might be thrown out. And in this metaphor, it eventually might destroy any opportunity to weave a future. So as we enter into this tipping point here in the Northern Hemisphere into uh, the shortest day of the year, and in the Southern Hemisphere, the longest day of the year. We're in that yin and yang dance with one another internally and externally. And we've been through a lot these past two years. We've learned a lot about one another. We've created a lot of division uh, we've stuck our head further in the sand. We've placated fear. And we just want it to go away. Yet at this tipping point, you have that opportunity to reclaim your power. You have that opportunity to get clear with your essence, your light inside of you. And you have that opportunity to move into action for the betterment of yourself and the world around you. And for many, their actions have been based on a couple things. One, fear. Two, uh, sincerely feeling they're doing the right thing. Three, falsely trusting talking heads for not taking the time to do proper research. And then the fifth one is ignoring the questions, the doubt. And see, it's interesting, doubt and fear do two things. Fear creates a pause, so then we determine what action we need to take. We can't stay in fear. This is what happens when people stay in fear. 
And doubt, we can't stay in doubt, but doubt's there to inform us, to encourage us to ask questions. And then we move into action. So for those of you that have allowed doubt and fear to uh, distract you in a way that has moved you into inaction, um, I encourage you to sit with yourself today, especially during this meditation, and welcome you to see what the purpose was and where you can move into action. And then for those of you that have not allowed doubt and fear to consume you, I encourage you to dive a little deeper into your soul and see where you can nourish your well-being and can serve others. Uh, it's a process, and for each and every one of us, it will uh, continue to be a process, a humbling one at best. And please know, just like the maybe the good food you put on your plate, the time you take to exercise or meditate or pray, those efforts help. Yet they can deepen if we're honest with ourselves. It's not checking a box off. Oh, I ate carrots today. I ate some kale. I ran a mile. I meditated. I prayed. It's what you receive from those actions that carries forward in your work, in your communication with one another. And so I encourage each and every one of you just to really sit with your eternal being and ask that being, that wisdom, that divinity within you, what are you to pave? What road are you helping pave? And where are you paving it to? Listen deeply, take some time, don't jump to a conclusion, and keep it simple. So with all that being said, I uh, welcome you to continue to feel, as we enter into this meditation, the energy of the full moon. I welcome you to uh, listen deeply, reflect on any emotions that are coming up in and around you, reflect on what uh, activities are mirroring to you in and around you. And based on what that's reflecting, respond uh, accordingly. And test it out. Uh, even if you maybe flub it up, reflect on that and go to the roots, the depths of your soul. You will be led from there. So we'll go into this meditation. You'll hear a little random rab, the river running under you. I'll lead you in with your breath in a moment. Follow with the breath and if possible, um, sit in an upright position. Uh, soft gaze to the floor in front of you if you tend to have a busy mind. If you're more adept at silent meditation, then uh, close your eyes. 
And then as you start to hear the sounds that I have created, uh, you can come into Shavasana Corpse Pose, lie down and receive. And then um, I will cue you to that. Uh, and then I'll meet you on the other side and we'll exit out from there. All right, so take a nice deep breath into your body and then exhale out. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good. One more inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, follow your breath.
And simply, if you're still in an upright seated position, just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa, or if you're on your mat, recline back into Shavasana. And as you come to the earth, the floor, or the bed, just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
taking a soft, gentle breath into your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. One more inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, uh, welcoming you to move your fingers and toes. Come up into a seated position. And as you rise up, take a moment to give thanks for all aspects of yourself, full acceptance of who you are, and then taking another deep breath in and out. And then as we close out this segment, um, I encourage each and every one of you, uh, as inspired, taking the next couple days just to be in reflection of where your eternal being is at, how you can serve from that place, how you can work from there on a daily basis and remember that sometimes uh, serving in that way does not mean that you enable the dysfunction you encourage the function the one that serves not only yourself but society as large We can pave our way into something that shows the wisdom and the understanding of the mistakes and errors we've made. Many, many societies have fallen on this planet many times over. We're at the cusp where we can leave a different way if we so do choose. So I want to give special thanks to Random Rav uh, for his music. He has a bunch of tour or live venues coming up. Check it out on his website uh, into the spring, into the summer. And then also I want to give special thanks uh, to Kadri Scott, you listen to her music on the way out, and also Dante Marino for helping me uh, produce the sound healing that you heard during this segment. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. 
Tomorrow 